0: <clears> Hashem. <throat> Welcome to our weekly Wednesday night share, we mean weekly. Zeis Hanukkah. There we go. Zeis Hanukkah. Shabbos Pash Vayigash Matrish Hedish Teves. We now start the month of Teves. What a myriad of things to do! Beautiful Hanukkah, there is. Way out of Atlanta. I'm far away from mine. Can't give you my picture. I owe you one. Very nice. Kalachavot. Also, tonight, by Maidev, we start to say the Saint Halamotel of Racha in Chutz Outside of it, so tonight we start the same Talamato of racha. I guess on we do it usually. We do do it before. We've done it before. We'll do it again now. We'll give a brief synopsis of the halachas of the same talamotel of What if? We un- forgot the same Talamatul Evracha. In Eretz Yisrael at Seyyinu HaKitayisha, our holy brethren have begun saying the same Talamatul Evracha on Zayin Mar the seventh day of Khejvan, which we have already discussed before, back in Khejvan. And we discussed the Pirud, separation, the break amongst Kha that took place when in Eretz Israel they began the Saint talamata, and here in Chutzloreth we did not. Tonight we begin the Saint talamata by Mairev. Okay. If one said Shmoyne Esrei, and they said the same Baruchah instead of the Saint of bracha, but they did not finish the Baruchah yet of Baruchah aleinu, they go back to the words of St. of Lebracha. If one said the name of Hashem at the end of the Bracha, they should finish the Bracha and say the St. of Lebracha before Taka'a Shefer, which is the next Bracha. If one forgot to do so, they continue in the middle of Shema Kailinu, they say the words of St. of Lebracha, before Kiyata the to Fila kolpe, If one remembered after they finished Makhaleno, they should say it before the They should say the words the same talamatulabracha. I thought tickets. And continue the bracha to say. If someone began the say, they go back to the beginning of Barakhaleno. If someone finished my essay, they said you Yi the before Asa Shalim, one already should repeat the entire essay for not saying the Saint to the Bracha. If a person does not remember if they said the Saint Talamatta or not, then the Halacha is according to Kviyas. Re means how much the person has established. If the person established, which means 30 days, 90 times they said with Saint Alamatca, then we take for granted that even if they don't remember if they said it or not, they must have said it. If it was less than 30 days, they probably did not say it. <coughs> And such are the halachas for Baruch, for the St. Talamata, Here is Hanukkah yeah. Today is Zoy's Hanukkah, we said. The eighth day of Hanukkah. A very special, auspicious day. I'd like to briefly begin with a Hanukkah story. During the time of the Holocaust, there were dis- different factions after the war, or during the war actually, that took to the forests to fend off the enemies. One such group was the famous Partizan. <coughs> the Partisan. some were Jewish, some were not, some were Polish, officers before the war, one group of partisan were in the forest, of course. They had dug a hideout, wherever it was, in a cave. They would go out. They would go on missions. They would kill out. They would blow up. They would destroy German soldiers. One day, on one of their patrols, They happened upon an older Jew. Most of the group decided that this guy is worthless to them. There's no reason to pick him up. There was one Catholic in the partisan who said it's not right. He's a human being. Our mission is to save. We have to save him. And he brought him back with them to the camp. He took the responsibility. He brought him back to life. He looked after him he nurtured him back to health. he was a vener- vener- he was a nice holy Jew and therefore the Jew was now given the task you only need four I need two others for you, somebody else. was given the task. Of cooking for the partisan group. I can take this out. No, before. It's with my cousin. He has cases. Take it with the case. Don't worry about yeah, it for us. Yeah. And they also said, listen, you're a nice Jewish guy. You seem to be a nice serious Jew. You sit here and pray for us also. When you're not cooking, sit and pray that we should be all right. From when this partisan, when this Jew joined the partisan group and started cooking and praying for them, until the end of the war, not one of that group was killed. And still, at hate, as they say, it was recognized that it was seen, but it was an unspoken recognition. The war ended, and people broke up; they went to different directions a large group of this partisan group ended up in Russia. And as the communism was setting in there, they realized this is no place to hang around. It was time to book it out of here too. However, it was not a walk in the park to get out. It became known different border crossings where and how you can get out one such border crossing was a hut where the border policeman sat at the end of the lake right before the border now during the winter you had the novelty in the freezing cold winter to walk across the lake And so this group of guys, the Partisans, decided they're going to make the break. They heard that at one o'clock in the morning, every night, this guard leaves his hut and travels a couple of miles down to the next guard station. And he gives the report his report, his daily report, and he comes back to his hut. No. So they told him, you get across the river at that time, you manage... you manage to arrive at the hut by one o'clock when he leaves you're obviously going to be very frozen be able to warm up in his hut and then before he gets back you get to the border and you're out so the group decided they're going to do so what they didn't account for was that the old rabbi said I'm coming with and they said hey it's not possible you can't make such a journey you can't do that and he would not he was relentless I'm getting out of here with you people And again his savior, his Russian, his Catholic savior came forward and said, I will help. I will take him across. He's my responsibility. They were concerned he would slow them down. He would not. I'm taking him. And lo and behold, they started their trek and a blizzard broke out and it wasn't an easy walk as is. And with the blizzard it was even hotter and there were points the rabbi could not walk anymore. And he was a frail old man, so they decided, they picked, they took turns, and they carried him on their shoulders. They finally get to the other side. It's exactly one o'clock. But the guard is still in his booth, is still in his hut. He's comfortable in there, he's got a fire going He's not in a rush to get out into this blasting blizzard to go to give his report, but they're standing there freezing to death. Well, they wish to help and the guard a few minutes late, but left his hut. And as soon as he did, the entire group piled into the hut. And each one muscled their way closer to the fire. To the frost, their frozen, frost bitten feet and hands. Except for one. One person's not pushing. He's busy. The old rabbi. What's he busy with? He's busy taking out of his bag a minnaira. Putting oil in his mineta. And he had a string that he had with him. And he's going to light mineta. Everybody's standing there mesmerized. What is this guy doing? Well, add insult to injury, as we say in America. He took his mineta. And before he did it, he put it on the windowsill. Made the bracha, and everybody was sitting there mesmerized watching this. He puts it on the windowsill, makes the bracha, and lights his b'nada. The head of the group went ballistic. He started screaming, yelling, are you nuts? Are you crazy? You're going to call attention to us over here? They're going to see this right away, they're going to come running. The guard's going to see it from far away, he's going to come running. The Jews said, I don't want to hear. I'm not interested in what you have to say for yourself. It's Hanukkah tonight, the Meneda has to burn. Well, there wasn't much time for arguing. Because a few short minutes later, the guard walks in. And he sees this group sitting in his hut. Not bad enough, they're sitting in his hut. They're warming themselves up. This one guy in the group is sitting by the window, And he's got a (coughs) Meneda. And he's singing. They thought this is it, their history, their statistics. Now he's going to kill them all. Much to their shock and dismay, he walks over to the rabbi. He grabs his beard and he kisses it. And he says to him, Ich bin Eich I'm also a Jew. It's been already five or six years since I lit the Meneda. And now you graced me with seeing the beauty of the Meneda again. I happened to forget a few papers. So I came back to get the papers. And I caught you here. Had he just come back in to get his papers and caught them, they he would have killed them all. But the Meneda literally saved their lives. He took out vodka, he took out food, he gave them food and vodka to warm them up, <coughs> and a little while later, when they were all settled, he took them all, he says, let's go, we got to get going now, quickly, it's late, and he took them to the border, and he crossed the border with them, he got them out of Russia, and the rabbi ultimately settled in Eretz to A little Hanukkah story. If you heard it, sorry to have bored you. If you haven't, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. So Zeischaneke. No. Where did it get a name like Hanukkah? It's a commonplace question people like to ask about certain things. Why is it why does it have such a name? Why is it called that? The simplest reason. Is because the Kriya is a tomorrow. Tomorrow they're going to read the that that's read every day in Hanukkah. We read one Nasi. Tomorrow we're going to read from the eighth Nasi till the last. And then we continue. Zayt's Hanukkah HaMizbeach until Baha Leitz Based on the Kriya, on the reading of the Torah portion tomorrow, Which is Zeitz Chanukah, the day has been called Zeitz Chanukah. And this is the name that the sages have given. Zeitz also refers to the essence. So by saying Zeitz Chanukah, we're saying this is the essence, this day becomes the essence of Chanukah. Why? What is eight? 8 is an allusion to eternity 7 is the days of a week which means it's time bound this also ties in with Shemini Atzeres as we're soon going to discuss Zeis Hanukkah in the writings of the Ari Ari Achai, He says the first seven days of Hanukkah are compared to the seven attributes. The first seven of the thirteen attributes. Each day, one attribute. Chesed, Chochma, Bina, Das. On the eighth day, is the last five of the attributes. Not, excuse me, Hashem, Hashem, Kirachim, or It goes from Nature, Chesed, Lalofim, Veneza, Oven, Vephesha, Vichato, Venakay. The Maril in the Seifa Minhogim writes The Jews of Rhinus would say on the eighth day of Hanukkah they did not work. And many Rebis have what's called a Zayt's Hanukkah Tish. A gathering, a Hasidic gathering in the form of a Fabrengen. According to Kabbalah, there's a direct connection, of course, to Zayt's and the Brismillah. <coughs> the Maral de Prague writes in his Sefer, called Neir Mitzvah, that the immediate connection between this, <coughs> Zayt's Hanukkah, the eighth day of Hanukkah, and Brismillah, the eighth day of the child's birth. Seven, as we said, is the number of nature. And eight is a sign of something above nature. There are six days of creation in Shabbos, which is nature. On the eighth day, this is already higher than nature. And therefore the child that has been born with his Arla, nature of the Arla, without, uncircumcised, on the eighth day after the circumcision, he turns this entirely over, and it becomes above nature. The Maharal goes a step further, and he mentions the laws of the King Godal, when he goes into the Holy of Holies, the once a year Yom Kippur. And it says in the Torah, <speaking in Hebrew> With this, Aaron should come to the Kiddush. What is the this? Our sages tell us, this is the schus of Mila. As we say, <speaking in Hebrew> This is, the pact which you should keep between you, yourselves and your children and your future generations. Himal lochem called zakhar to circumcise each and every one of your sons. And therefore, this concept of zeis, which was the brismila, Aaron was able to go into the Kadesh. The Kengadil in the skhus of Brismila, which is, as we mentioned, higher than nature, (coughs) was able to enter the Holy of Holies, which is again higher than nature. Anyam Kippur, which is a day that's higher than nature, as we see that Brismila is referred to as Zeis, as is the category of the eighth day of Hanukkah referred to as Zeis. And this merit, the Ivanim, which nature, they ruled, but they cannot rule over somebody that's higher than nature. And therefore, we come to this day of Zeis Chanukah. The Sfasemis, Yudha Altar of Gur, writes that on the last day of Hanukkah, like on Israchag, Kosha Elaya it's hard to go away from Hashem, and therefore, this day, the eighth day, gives us strength and continuity an influence for the whole year long. In Tavshin Ches 1978, 77 actually, on Simcha's Teda, and we discussed this before, the suffered a major heart attack. Tradition was in Chabad that every yomtiv, at the end of a yomtiv, the Rebbe would fabreng at the end of yomtiv into night. He would start fabreng before Shqiyah so that everybody could wash, eat, and break and eat bread or matzah, as it might be, in matzah pesach. And the Rebbe would then fabreng several hours, some it was something that's very late even. And then after this entire Yomtiv of festivities, where everybody else was very tired, the Rebbe would then stand after Maidiv make havdalah, and give everyone from his cup, for havdala, from his havdalah cup, known as keis shel the cup of blessing, and he would pour into each person's cup, and the shamas would stand there and fill with a pitcher. In the beginning, used to be with a bottle of wine, used to have bottles of wine, and then later they got more modernized, more technol- technologically inclined, and they had a pitcher. They used to fill the becha. So before the becha was totally empty, the I would give it to the Mishadis, and the Mishadis would fill it again. Today, they would have had a spray that would have shut it in. Well, they just plain have given the Rebbe a hose on the bottom of his becha. So, um, because the Rebbe had suffered a heart attack, there was obviously no Fabreng and no Kesha Bracha. There were a Sichas, and so we spoke about the Sichas prior. Ultimately, on Rishchidosh Kislev, which we also spoke about, the Rebbe finally went home that I was given a clean bill of, of health however tradition has it after something befalls us, a tragedy of some sort an illness and if one recuperates the person needs to make what's called a sudas <laughs> I guess you'd call it a Thanksgiving dinner. <coughs> but it doesn't have to be at the end of November. <laughs> <laughs> the were very excited. And the air, the aura of everybody's spirits was expressed throughout. But only on Zayz Hanukkah did the Rebbe venture to make a Sudas Haidah. During that afternoon, he called in Rabbi J.J. Hecht. No relation of mine. And he asked him to prepare Khalas. There's going to be a Fabrengen. And the rebbe washed. The rebbe fabricated that Zeis Hanukkah, and the rebbe asked that the and the rebbe benched and gave out from his holy becher. Kesha bracha, which was to compensate to make up for the kesha the rebbe did not give out on Matzah Sufkas By that Fabrian, like all others of the days of Hanukkah, especially in my modem that I said then, the Rebbe mentioned many times what's brought down in Chassidus. Explain the Chassidus, the comparison of Hanukkah and Sukkot, and therefore we hold. According to the dispute between Beishamay and Beisilal, whether we light eight the first night and make each night less, or one the first night and eat, eat, add each night, like when it comes to the oxen on where every night, every day is less, even though the halakha is not according to Beishamay. But we know that it is told, when two Tanoim and two Ameroim had a dispute, it was not one was right and one was wrong. We went according to one of the two opinions, but both of them the Word of God. And spiritually they each had something substantial in what they said. And therefore, Zeitz Hanukkah is the same plane as Shmini Atzeres, as we mentioned before. So, Matzah Zeitz Hanukkah goes to Simcha's which is the Rebbe's day. We will try to get back to the actual Surah Sidon, the Rebbe's talks of that fabreyan a very focal point discussed was Zayt's Hanukkah is a culmination of the days of Hanukkah since we go according to Basile because Hanukkah is an acronym the word Hanukkah Chof Ches Nun Vav Chof Hei is Ches Eight candles and the halacha is according to base Hillo. And since we go according to base hill, and the first night we light one and we add, therefore, each night. As we add another candle, adds another strength. The that we discussed last week. For those keeping score at home, in Shabbos, Chafalif from base, discussing the sugya of my Chanukah, says HaMahadrim and etc. Yay mrishin Madrik Echod, Why? Because Veim The first night, one and each day adds, and the reason being, because we go up when it comes to spirituality, we don't go backwards. We find a special significance in this hidr Mitzah, that if a person does not add, on the third day, he lights the same two that he lit the night prior. Not enough that he did not go up in spirituality. But although yesterday he lit two and tonight he's lighting two, technically he should be on the same plane as yesterday. Tells us, see this, no, he's going backwards. Rahman al Because when he lit on the second night too, he completed what has to be what's called or referred to in the Gemara as Mahadrin Mina Mahadrin. One that is meticulous of meticulous. So therefore when he lights now too on the third night, he's not adding. So, although perhaps the mitzvah is being mekuiym, he just has to light a candle, a single solitary candle. But he no longer falls into the category of mahadrim and a mahadrim, and he's already stepped, gone backwards, and gone down a wrong This we have to learn a special lesson to how we serve God. A person can never be happy. And suffice himself... With what they have already done. For if one does not constantly work on going higher and higher... Not enough... They do not stay on the same level, but they go backwards. <coughs> and therefore a person has to constantly work on themselves to go higher and higher, to strive to reach to a higher and higher level. We discussed last week the war of the Yivanim. The goal of the Yivanim. Truth to be told, Chanukah is eight days. And there are some that have the opinion it has nothing to do with the oil. The famous halacha that the eight days of Hanukkah is because of the miracle of the eight days oil is put aside. And we say, no, it has nothing to do with oil. And the truth is, we don't have to Meneda. Why? Because there was a decree of the Hashmi, their person should not learn Torah, should not be able to do mitzvahs. A decree that never happened, the entire Jewish nation should be under. And we were saved from this decree, and therefore a holiday needed to be put in place. We look at the holidays, and we know that the holiday that goes the duration, of the longest duration, is eight days of Sukkot. And so, there too, here also, Chanukah would have been established eight days. How logically, when a Yom Tov comes around, we light candles, and therefore, the candles would have been lit regardless. Also, but let us revert. Let us go back to what the Gemara said. The Yevanim, their goal was Timu as Ashmanim to impure, make impure the oils. They wanted to taint the knowledge of the Jews. Because Shemin, according to the Zahar, and we mentioned last week also, we see the Yemar of Menaches, for those keeping score at home, 85 side 2, that Shemen represents Chachmah. And although they said, fine, you could learn Tata but they wanted them also to learn the Greek mythologies and all these other studies they wanted Timu the Kol Hashmanim because once you let into your mind all these outside knowledges <laughs> it automatically taints it makes Tomei al Etzlan the pure oil we need to learn from this in today's day and age there are those that have a battle cry. Teda is a concept of havvana and Hasaga, understanding. It says in Teda, Pasach, Ki So what's wrong with learning other things as well? What's wrong with opening our minds, being open-minded to other subjects? This is what we learn from the lesson of the miracle of Hanukkah. That when you go in this path, not enough that the oil, the pure oil, has not become tainted, has not become impure. Not enough that pure oil cannot make impure oil, Taher. Because technically, if you found one bottle of oil, if you are saying that this is pure oil, and it could therefore, what does it do to other oils? Maybe it mixed the other oil, Taher, also. So maybe you pour a drop of the tired oil into the other oils, and everything becomes tired. Obviously, that was not the case at hand. You were not allowed to do that, because pure oil will not make impure oil tired. So therefore, al a person can come on to terrible, terrible decrees. And the Rambam writes very clearly, that in that time, Pashtu Yodam b'meina v'nesayim, They stuck out their hands into their money and into their daughters. The decrees were tied one with one to make impure all the oils. And the fact, the truth is that it's not possible for a non-Jew to rule over a Jew, even with knockout. Hmm. But the ruling of a non-Jew is only if the Jew allows foreign knowledge into his mind it says in Yeshaya chapter 49 verse 17 from there they will go out But when you don't allow the Yivani, you don't allow the Greek Chokhmah into your mind, you don't allow it into your courtyard of Teda, then your oil remains pure. Their goal was to make our oil, our Chochme, impure. Zayt's Hanukkah, therefore, is a culmination of all the days of Hanukkah. It brings together all the days of Hanukkah, all the spirituality, everything that we didn't accomplish in Hanukkah, and we went up higher and higher, another level to another level, the first and the second to the third day, each day adding a candle. This now reaches the zenith on Zayt's Hanukkah, and it brings together all the spirituality of the entire Hanukkah onto this day. And therefore when the Rebbe that day's Hanukkah at the end of Hanukkah, he fabrenged not tonight but tomorrow and made sure the Meneda stayed on the table burning. Although Hanukkah technically had ended. Stating that now we are carrying out the kirchis just like Koshalai Lai Pridaschem it's hard for me to see your separation, we spoke about this at the end of Sukkot, after Sukkot, when the Abisha says it then, so too is the eighth day of Hanukkah, that same inspiration, it's hard for me to see you going away, your separation from me. And that is therefore, the beauty of Zeitz Hanukkah, That not only it brings together the days of Hanukkah, but it brings together all the Jews that did this similar mitzvah throughout the week. And yet tonight we have another milestone, joining Am Yisrael, joining Khal Yisrael together, of the same, as we said in the beginning, the recitation of the same Talamotl of Raqqa. That with tonight we begin to say this, and therefore we join our fellow brethren in soul, in our Hagdesha, the holy land, may it soon be redeemed and we should all return there. Amen. That is therefore another connection that we have on this very special night, another arrow pointing and telling us how we are united, and we must unite with our fellow Jews. (coughs) Beginning in this week's parasha, Yehuda approaches Yosef and he says to him, Finally, We spoke about this many times, so those that are going to listen to the archives are going to, Shoot me emails. The rabbi, you've mentioned, he said this thing so many times. But it is so relevant and important to be repeated over and over. Rashi tells us when he says, Do not anger with your servant. Mikan, from here at the Lamed we learn, Shedivirolov koshes. He spoke to him stringently. Hey! Yehuda was a politician. He was a king. Why start screaming and then try to talk nicely? We all know once you burn your bridge, the person's not listening to you. First you start out nicely. And you say, Joseph, I love your beard. Who does your hair for you? Those are wonderful children you've got there, Joseph. You're doing a magnificent job saving the world with all the food. Come on, let's get friendly, let's be friends, and leave me my brother back. If he still says no, you stand up and you start screaming and yelling. Why start screaming and yelling and then start saying, start being nice and trying to be politically correct? What was he talking about here? If it was an outside thing, if it was a general conversation, yes, you'd be correct. You can start talking how to be politically correct. (coughs) But here he was talking about Nafshei Kshurab and Nafshei My soul is tied into his soul. The souls of Yaakov and his son Binyamin were tied one with another. You don't make a cheshbin, you don't make a calculation when it comes to a Jewish soul. Astudvei Shreitmin. If it hurts, you scream. You don't negotiate with your hand. If Chas HaSholom, you slam your hand in a car door. You don't negotiate. Hand, do you hurt? Hand, are you okay? Hand, did anything break? Hey hand, do I still have all your fingers there? And then start screaming, Ow, it hurts. Once the hand gets slammed in the door, the person screams. From here we learn. When it comes to our own, the education of our children, saving them from spiritual ruinition, a person must begin to work full force, full steam ahead, with all our strength. And we have to involve ourselves in Mesiris Nefesh to save one Jewish soul, one Jewish child, without any (coughs) cheshbun, without any premeditated calculations. But continuing in that emotion, Yosef and Binyamin finally meet each other. And they fall on each other's shoulders and cry. And the Gemara tells us on this Pasuk, He fell, and Rashi it, quotes it, Vayipel al-Tzavari binyamin ochiv, vayev kubinyamin al-Tzavarov. He fell on his brother's Binyamin's shoulder and cried, and Binyamin fell on his and cried. Bokhal cried over the two temples that in the old, that in the future would be constructed on the land of Benjamin Binyamin, and al lecharev in the future will be and lecharev. Binyamin cried for the on Yosef he saw that Yosef's land, which is Shechem, Mishken Shilei, would be built in Mishken Shilei, on the Kehlech of Yosef, and again would also be destroyed. Hey, you got your own problems, buddy. Binyamin, you're going to have two temples, Yosef, you're going to have one, they're going to be destroyed. Cry yourself, or are you crying for somebody else's? You got what to cry about. This is what the Taylor teaches us. Crying does not solve our problem. We see it, we see it clearly. When a person cries on something, it's a them. He has no care to cry anymore. But he also doesn't have anything to fix. He can't do anything about it by crying. (laughs) But when a person sees his destruction of his temple, of the temple of his friend, and he joins in and cries for his friend, this is how one fixes and helps somebody else. When a person sees a Churban of somebody's own private Besamidash and doesn't just krecht doesn't say, but he cries to an extent that he helps him to rebuild to bring him an individual redemption, then you accomplish what you need to accomplish. But Yaakov does not want to come. His son sends for him, but he has no interest in coming. Or actually, better put, he's full of trepidation. He doesn't want to leave the Holy Land. But Joseph sends for his father in a quite a strange audacity. Maru va'alu, elavi, Hurry up and go to my father. Um, quickly bring him down here. You little snot. Go to your father. Say to spend a few days with him, a few weeks with him, and then come back with him, take him home. What kind of chutzpah is this? Hurry up and bring him here. I want to see him. I miss him. He Where does he come off to talk like that? We look back in the Pesach in Pashva Yeshev when Yeshev did not come home and his father He mourned for his son many days and Rashi explains how many days? 22 years Why? Because for 22 years Yaakov did not honor his father and therefore 22 years he was deprived of his son Yeshev honoring him Seven years he worked for Leia, seven years for Rocco, Another seven years, another year till he got home. 22 years. For those uh, in the IRS trying to do the math. <laughs> <coughs> 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 this is also for those keeping score at home, is in the Yamada Megillah, Dafeud Zayin Aleph, 17 side A. It discusses the 22 years that Yesif, that Yaakov, did not honor his father. Ah! Now we understand what Yeshif's goal was. What that beautiful child and son Yeshif wanted. To hurry up and get his father down to Mitzrayim. He knew that Yaakov had this punishment coming to him. He knew this was supposed to happen but he knew it had to be 22 years he did not want it to be 22 years and an extra minute he wanted him out of there quickly, ma'artem, hurry up and get him down here from here we learn that even when a person needs to deal with another person, with givura, with strength to punish them, and they have to have what is called smil daicha, with the left hand pushing away. One must be very careful not to overdo it. And immediately, when he does not have to punish any longer, he should back off. He should stop it immediately. And come back and revert to the Chesed, to the Yemin Mikareves. And therefore Yaakov is told by the Abishta Al tira meredhes mitzrayma. Rashi says he was very, very pressured he was very concerned and perturbed of leaving the Holy Land. If that's the case, then it's not explaining to the Benchal Mikra what the pasuk says. The Benchal Namikra hears that Altira means do not fear. And Rashi is explaining do not be in pain. The mechamish the gets very confused, but perhaps we can explain this. Not exactly pshat, but through remez. That the fact that Hashem says to him that the pain that you're feeling going out of Eretz it soul, it's a good feeling. It's not a pain. And therefore all he has to take out is the fear, the trepidation. means to say that from one side a person that's not in the Holy Land has to feel like the Gemara says in Brachis again if you're keeping score at home right in the beginning of Brachis, Dav Gimel, at the end of Amr Aleph. And the Gemara says that if you're not in you must feel like Bonim shulchan avihem, children that are exiled from their father's table. And they need to feel this pain that they are in exile. Whereas on the other hand, they may not feel fear. Yira and For this holds back. This refrains restrains the proper service for God when one is in exile, because the Almighty gives each and every person the strength they need to overcome each and every obstacle and each and every fear. The opposite, because one is mates they are in pain of the gulas. They can reach to the level they ascertain the level of altira, because only through the fact that they are in pain in golas, and they feel the yearning to be in Eretz Yisrael. This yearning raises them up, and it raises them above being the exiled Jew, and therefore, they do not have the fears of golas. And this was the message that Almighty tells Yaakov, Altira, do not fear of going down. Yosef meets his brothers. They're shaking in their boots when they find out who they're standing in front of. Don't worry, he says, Viata, and now you should know that the you. did not send me here, Hena. Ki alekim only God Himself did this. The Alter Rebbe writes in Perek Yud Bei's Tanya: "Kasher ele leila mehalev lamleach." When it goes up from your heart to your mind, is a is a tine chas v'sholom. Any kind of hard feelings or hatred is a kina. Or jealousy, a chaos, or anger. a with a man. Al-Khavari on his friend. Al-Odam la <laughs> The person is obligated to get it out of his mind. Not go out of his mind. To get this out of his mind. The Rebbe writes, you must do the entire and the total opposite. And you must keep with your friends and chesed. And you must tolerate them. To the furthest extreme and not ever be angry. Not pay him back. And the You should give him, treat him well. Like the Zaya says, we should learn Learn from Yasef how he treated his brothers. Wow. Wow, how hard is this to understand. Perhaps I shouldn't take revenge. Okay, I can get that. But to go so far as to tell me, you hurt me so bad, you did such horrific things to me, and I should now return kindness to you? <laughs> the guy did bad to me. Why do I have to pay him back with good? This we need to learn from Yesef and his brothers, says the Rebbe in Tanya. Because by Yosef at Sadik even though the brothers, truthfully, you thought to do evil to me, but still, in you know, all, everyone saw, they thought of it as good. Why? To be able to live today, as I am living today, in multitude. In plenty. This was the goal. This is what I was here for. So although in the beginning it looked like it was a terrible thing that the brothers did to him, the pain and they caused him and the damage and everything as we spoke last week, but at the end we find out this was all done for the good. They did not cause any damage, and therefore he needed to pay them back in kindness. We need to learn from our own life as well. This way, the exact same thing as the Alter writes in Tanya in The Ben Adam Shu Bal Bechira when another person, a Baal Bekhira, a person of choice, curses him, hits him, damages him in any which way, money, etc. A person should know that the person that damaged him, that all his damage was done from the heavens. And there are many messengers. Hashem this came to him from God. And now... Since, as we say, like the Gemara, says in Brachas, for those keeping score at home, 60 side 2, the story of Rabbi Akiva, where he says, of Dov Rachman Ovid. Therefore, we know that a Dov does not come down. There's no such thing as bad. So even though it looks like his friend hurt him, it's definitely clear that this is all for the good. And he's only a shriach from Devishter. And therefore he must repay him in kindness I must do to him as a way to say thank you for what you have done to help me out. And the same comes here as we now sit in the golos and the Almighty is putting us through many tests, we are going through many trials and tribulations. But we need to know that this is all a way of elevating ourselves, of purifying ourselves, of being totally ready and totally set to accept, to receive the ultimate good, which is the good that will come this very Shabbos by Yigash we will approach, we will come forth, we will stand in front of Melech HaMashiach and we will say, He has now arrived and we will go this very Shabbos to Yerushalayim, Yerakridesh. Shabbat Shalom to all.